Hi everybody, this is the Fish and Grits Podcast. Hi everybody. What's up, what's up? What's up, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? What's I don't up, know what song that is. What's up, what's up, what's up? I don't know. Okay. I don't remember the title of it, but I know they say it in the song. Okay. I feel like it's an old bounce song, but I can't remember. Anyways, welcome back. To the Fish and Grits podcast. Mm-hmm. We ready? So 12. Yes. We ready. We ready. We ready. All so, right. oh, you want to go first? I'm sorry. I was just no, 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 no. You give go. a brief recap that we have a new structure to the show. We have four different se- uh, sections, I want to say. The topics, like we normally do. Then we have a welcome to adulthood. Um, and then we have homegrown, and finally we have like TV, music, you know, movie recap. So we don't have a lot of topics this week because a lot of shit didn't happen. But a nigga that's constantly been Which in the is news. Good. I mean, some good, Ooh. some bad. A nigga, but a nigga that's constantly been in the news because I want to get him the fuck out the way. Who is you talking about so it's hard? Kanye West. Wow. Wow. You know, he put out his album that a lot of you motherfuckers went out and bought and listened to. Or people like Destiny who went to his listening party. So she wow. heard that. <laughs> wow. You did not have to put my business out on front sheet. Also, am oh, I the no. motherfucker that you're referring to? Because you said a lot of these motherfuckers went out and listened to the album. Am I one of those motherfuckers? Because I don't think that I fuck my mom. Anyways, but I don't a lot it. of y'all who you know try you know who can't keep that same energy, who said that you was canceling him, turn around. All he had to do was remix a couple of gospel songs, and wow. now all of a sudden he put out an album, and y'all flock, y'all go out wow. and y'all listen and y'all support. After this man said slavery was a choice. After this man said that black people are cultureless. After this man has been gallivanting around. He did not say that black people were cultureless. After this man has been gallivanting around supporting Trump, wearing that fucking MAGA hat, you know, and his Sunday services saying that the Republicans were the ones who freed slaves. Yet and still, you support. Cancel culture is a fucking joke. It's a fucking joke. And I wouldn't give a fuck if you motherfuckers would just stop saying somebody canceled, but then turn around and support them. But your word is not your bond. And I'm tired of him. I'm tired of seeing him on my fucking Instagram feed. I'm tired of the ignorance that he keeps putting in the air, polluting it. I, I really, I really want Kanye to go the fuck away. Okay. Can I say something? Go ahead. I think I have two points. I think my first point is I don't think that I agree that people don't keep that same energy when it comes to cancel culture. Um, because I feel like as of now, everybody just feels like, you know, they have a voice or everybody is just like, you know, so offended about certain things. And in me, in some way, I do think that people can be granted maybe a second chance or maybe a third chance. But until like that person is like repeatedly doing something like a repeat offender, then I'm like, okay, I can't deal with this no more. Like, I have canceled people, and I have stood my ground on canceling some people, but I don't think that I have canceled Kanye just because I feel as if I know that there is some mental health issues for that, and I'm not trying to give an excuse for that. But he has said some off-the-wall shit. I can say that I do not agree with him saying that slavery was a choice. I can say that. I do not agree with that. I also feel as though, regardless of what this man like has said <clears throat> I don't know why I keep coughing excuse me and all the shit that you know he has been trolling or him supporting Trump the MAGA hat different things like that I do think that the album because I did listen to it I do think that it is extremely powerful and uplifting like in this right and then like a lot of people who are a part of this cancel culture are the same people that would cancel Kanye, but would uplift R. Kelly and would still support Chris Brown and all these other problematic-ass people and try to say, oh, but the artist should be separated from the music. 
all right, so I'm going to throw this point back in those people that say that. I'm not saying that you say it, but I'm going to throw this point back in their face. I think as of now, how positive and how reaffirming like this is for like Christ in general and like how he's talking about Jesus and different things like that, it's positive. I could see if he had came out and made a whole album about how slavery was a choice and how he support Trump and all this type of stuff. I could see if the album was like that, but it's not like that. It's literally like, you know, God. But and this a lot of people, like, but like, ne- like I don't understand. Like I understand he's talking about God, but this kind of reminds me of the conversation of Black people, Christianity, and the art of forgiveness. How we are so forgiving of everything. Like what? Like for you, what is it gonna take for for you to cancel Kanye? Is he gonna have to say fuck Black women for you to be like I'm done supporting? Because I don't understand what more proof that you need or what like. I mean, I get that he has mental health issues, but it is an excuse because every time he does stupid shit like this, we always want to say, well, he does have mental health issues. Okay, a lot of people do, but they don't go out here and say crazy. Okay, but they still don't go out here and and, and say crazy shit like slavery was a fucking choice. You don't know what the hell everybody out here going out and saying. And everybody has a motherfucking opinion. That was his opinion. Okay, no need to curse at me. I just want to know what is it going to take for you to counsel him? Seriously. I don't understand why I got to kill him. I'm asking you personally. I didn't say you had to. I just said, what is it going to take? You just just said, what is it going to take for you to cancel Kanye? I don't know what it's going to take. I just told you, there are a lot of things that I disagree with that he said. I do think that it was inappropriate. I thought that it was ignorant. And I definitely thought that it was dumb. There was a lot of things that he should not have said. And I'm not saying I completely forgive him for the shit that he said. I'm still saying that the shit was stupid. The shit is dumb. And we still need to hold everybody accountable. He should still be held accountable for his words and what he said. And y'all need to say his stay in his throat if y'all want to stay in his throat. But all I'm saying is, I just thought that the music was a good step in the right direction. And I'm just glad that he is putting his energy into something positive on that end. Instead of just keep promoting this whole ignorant, but he's notion. still promoting it. He's still promoting it. Where did he Sunday promote services. it? He oh, went to a I Sunday see, service. I don't listen. I didn't know that you. Okay, what well, I services. literally just said that he was saying crazy shit at Sunday at these Sunday services, like Republicans freed the slaves. So he's still doing it, and he is he is unapologetic as fuck about this shit. He does not. Well, because care. he always said that, and he also said, I think that like everybody is gonna call him a coon. He's, I think he said something. I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. He was like, when I said that George Bush don't give don't give a fuck about black people, there were people that were upset about what I said, and there were people that were cool with it. But he was like, I don't give a fuck. He was like, now it's the whole MAGA hat thing, and now everybody wanna be upset because I wore that, and then other people are like, but it's your choice. So it's like. What but do y'all just want people to shut the fuck up and go away? Is that what y'all want? That's my whole thing. With this cancel culture, what are y'all trying to get out of cancel culture? What is the end goal? Tell me what they But there are two different audiences with those two correlations he's trying to make. Black people were all for him in agreeing that George Bush doesn't give a fuck about black people. But when you wearing MAGA hats and you standing with a motherfucker who does not give a fuck about minorities and has said a lot of problematic shit, yes, we gonna be mad. Because what the fuck, Kanye? You said George Bush didn't give a fuck about black people. We realize that you recognize the fuckery that it was. And now all of a sudden, somebody who was worse than George Bush, worse than George Bush, who is out here separating families, you all up in his fucking office wearing his, his MAGA hat and shit? Yeah, that shit was dumb. It was like, problematic. That's why I don't understand the correlation of, of trying to compare that with that. Because no, well, that, that, that just don't equal up to me. And it's just like, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get with no more of my energy. So I'm. I'm okay, I just, no, but I'm. I'm, I'm my good, whole thing is because I feel like my blood does, pressure going up. It's going up. It's going up. It's going up. My fuck whole up. thing is how does that not correlate? Because this is my whole thing. Before Trump even came up in the picture, George Bush was the worst fucking thing in America. Like we can't act like back then that there wasn't like a fact. Because he was fucking trifling. It's just that now we have the worst of what the worst was back then. And now we have Trump. So I think that's what he was trying to correlate. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in dude fucking head. Listen, all I said was that the music was good and I thought that it was uplifting. And 
I think that even though you say people do not know how to separate, well, you're one of the people where, in, I guess, in certain circumstances, you can separate the artist from the artwork. I think it depends on what it is. Like, I can't separate the fact that somebody was literally like raping young girls and then oh, wait, writing I songs mean, about having sex. I I'm can't definitely not talking about that. R. Kelly. We already know I'm that. Just saying, but I'm talking about in this instance no. with him, you are separating Kanye West as a person from Kanye West as an artist. Yes. Okay. And I'm just wondering what he would have to say for you to be like, nah, fuck this shit, I'm done. I don't know. Until he says that. Like if he said, I mean, fuck black women, or if he says something about black women, would that be enough for you to be like, I don't think I need to keep supporting him? Yeah. But why wasn't the like slavery? I said, why wasn't the slavery comment enough? That's what I'm wondering. Or like Republicans free slaves, or the fact that he would align himself with somebody like Trump. Like, why aren't those things enough to be like, mm, I don't think I need to keep supporting somebody who does shit like that? Because I don't think because that that's his mental illness. I just think that's Kanye. Like, that's just, he I does what the fuck just, he wants. So, I yeah. honestly just thought that that was ignorant as fuck. Because he even, like, said in his interview with uh, the old guy from Apple, he was like, I'm still new on this journey. And he was like, I'm still ignorant to some of the stuff that the Bible say. So he was like, I, I would hate to misquote the Bible, but this is what I think. Which is the same thing that I think happened with the slavery ordeal. I think that he was ignorant as fuck and literally did not know what the fuck he was talking about. And he put his foot in his mouth, as he does often. He shouldn't have said this shit because slavery was not a choice. It just wasn't. Those people did not think that there was anything else in their life but the bondage that they was in. They didn't know that it was going to be sunshine on the other side. Or they didn't know if they was going to be free tonight because that was the only life that they knew. I know that that's not a choice. But the fact that I know that, it's not like I'm saying oh, Kanye said that slavery was a choice so I think now that slavery was a choice. I never said that. I know that what the fuck he said was problematic as fuck and this shit was dumb. And I know that in my head I know that slavery is not a choice. I'm not saying that everything that he says is something that people need to follow or that people need to gravitate to. I never said that, which is why I was asking you, I'm trying to get like, how does this cancel culture work? Like, is it that y'all are just saying that what this person is saying is like, you know, the truth and that this is what everybody thinks now and we should cancel that person because this is going to make no, everybody think that this person is telling the truth? With, with people but my whole thing saying was, his word is loud. My whole thing is just like, I'm not finna keep supporting motherfuckers who don't have my best interest at heart. Who, who, who don't show any... Like, Kanye West has picked his side. And I'm disappointed in him. And it's been coming for a while now. But I'm not going to keep giving you my money, my listens, my streams, if that's how you feel. I don't agree with it. And so I'm, I'm just washing my hands of it. I know that what he said is not true. Just because you cancel somebody, that doesn't mean that what they said is true. People are just sick of the bullshit. People, are, I think, are sick and tired of giving Kanye West chance after chance after chance. And he keeps saying ignorant shit like that. And he keeps fucking it up for himself. So when I cancel you, that's what I mean. I'm well, done because you've done thing. something if that I just can't get past. I'm just like, if I don't want to keep fucked supporting. it up for himself, then like you just said, why continue to give it energy? If you feel that way, like, why does... My whole thing is, if you want to count somebody, that's how you feel, like, why do you feel the need to, like, keep giving it the energy if that's how you feel? Because... If you just said that he just fucked everything up for himself, okay, that nigga fucked everything up for himself. This is bad. Let him like let him lay in it. This that's the hill he gonna die on. If that's gonna be the ending legacy of Kanye that he said slavery choice and that he was in the picture with Trump at the White House, let that be his legacy. All I'm saying is, I thought it was a pretty decent gospel album. That's yep. all I'm saying. Yep, that's all you saying. Yeah. Are you going to buy a copy? No. <laughs> I just okay. wanted to give it to a listen because the, I'm, this is also my thing. I try to just be ob objective as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. I can't sit here and try to like have like a whole debate or rebuttal without me even listening to both sides. Like I can't say that the album is trash if I didn't listen to the album. Or I can't say that 
you know, he really trying to do this if I don't sit here and, like, you know, try to really try to understand what the fuck he's saying. And if I do give him the opportunity for me to try to understand and I still feel like, nah, nigga, this shit whack, I don't understand, then that's on me. I don't fucking like it and I don't, you know, I don't understand it. And I said that I feel that way about a lot of the comments that he has made. But in this instance, I'm like, okay, at least he's trying to get on the right path. He is still on his journey, whatever he's trying to figure it out. And I'm not saying that I forgive him for all of his statements. I never said that. Never said that I forgive him for all the stuff that he has said. All I'm saying is, I just wish him the best. I hope that he continues to seek help. And I just hope that this is just going to be a light around him so we don't have to go down this dark path. And so I don't have to see him kill his career. Because I never want to see somebody just like, you know. He's never going to kill his career as long as people keep supporting him. That's the thing. Like, at this point, I honestly think that this nigga is fucking invincible. Like, he could literally <laughs> spit on somebody and somebody, they was, people would still go out by his music. They don't, like, people don't give a fuck. People don't give a fuck anymore. And you're right. And that's, but that's I, my I shouldn't thing. give a fuck either. Like, I shouldn't that, even broach this topic. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't have gave like, him my if energy. You if you want to support him, don't give you do energy. that. You know what? You do that. So, I and I just I mean, need to continue walking my I gave path it a chance. And I support yeah. him. Now I talk about him. Yeah. Next topic. Next topic. Um, I'm just really going to say I'm tired of people low-key coming for them. Um, from Jennifer Aniston to Martin Scorsese and Jennifer Lopez. I don't understand why you guys continue to come for the throat of Marvel as if they're ruining the movie industry. Like, they literally produce maybe two or three movies a year. They only focus on their one genre, which is comic book movies. And if anything, what's killing the industry is reboots and fucking Netflix. Because at the end of the day, with streaming services, with the quality of stuff they putting out, there's no need to watch TV or have cable anymore or even go to the movies. You can just sit at home and pull it up on your computer. So I don't know what it is that Marvel is, is doing behind the scenes. It's pissing y'all off or like what? But I really want y'all to stop coming for them because it's really not that fucking deep. So, that's so all when you say, say reboots, do you think when you say reboots, it's not Marvel doing the reboots. It's just the reboots in the film industry, period. No, Marvel hasn't done any reboots. I mean, comic book movies are saying. like new and fresh. So all they're doing is taking comic <clears throat> books, just like motherfuckers take books and adapt them into movies. Hmm. I'm talking about motherfuckers who keep redoing Child's Play and redoing like rebooting all these old shows when it's really not necessary like it's so much original content that could be made but how is it gonna get made if you want to reboot every fucking thing true you want to remake <clears throat> every fucking thing that's what's killing cinema and i mean marvel isn't the only franchise out here you got the fast and furious franchise the john wick franchise like dc like they're not the only ones with a franchise or there's just I don't I don't understand is it are y'all upset because they're making so much money like I mean it's a fucking comic book film it appeals to adults people who read the comics when they were little and now they with the technology we have they can see all this shit come to life it appeals to kids it appeals to women people of all races hmm. like it's not like I don't I don't like what where in what way is it fucking up cinema because if anything, it's making motherfuckers go out and go to the movies. I can't believe people said that. And if you've well, ever been to a Marvel movie, it's an experience like no other. So, I mean, Martin Scorsese said he hasn't seen all the movies like that to really give a critique. But And I'm not going to argue with Martin Scorsese because it's Martin Scorsese. Like, it's his opinion. Like, I mean, he's a director. I don't know what it's like to be in those shoes, but Jennifer Anderson and Jennifer Lopez, like, what did Marvel movies do to you? Like, Jennifer, I'm sure your kids watch those movies. And Jennifer Anderson ain't got no kids, so I don't really know why the fuck she cares so much, but I mean... Did you see... <clears throat> it's not Marvel. Isn't a joke under the DC universe? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Did you... <clears throat> what is going on in my throat? Did you see how, like, everybody is, like, upset because the stairs from the movie is like in the Bronx somewhere and like it's nothing but tourists and stuff like just going there to take pictures mm-hmm. in these people neighborhood yep and everybody's like it's not that deep like it's stairs 
but they like upset about it. Yeah, because the only way Bronx seem like they can get attention is when stuff like that happens. But there's plenty of other important, crucial shit happening in their neighborhood. They deserve media attention. So it's just funny that the whites want to care when it's about some fucking stairs. Mm, but yeah. that's the whites for you. I think the next topic is cupcake. <clears throat> that's the last one. I just think it's unfortunate what happened to that baby. Um, I think I read something yesterday that said that actually she died from suffocation. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming this was before. Well, I'm, of course, it was before that they dismembered her. But okay. I just can't really imagine what that three-year-old was going through. Um, and I just, I think it's fucked up people who prey on little kids. Because I know the guy that they arrested, or at least the guy in the situation, they found like child pornography on his phone and computers and stuff. And what? yeah, and so he was a predator. I mean, they haven't come out and said whether or not he sexually abused his little girl, but obviously he must have been following her to like pick her out in a crowd of fifty kids and like lure her out and take her. And I'm just like, she's three. I mean, I work with kids. I I work with a lot of three year olds, and I just is really sick and sad. Knowing that somebody would do something like that to a child. I just want to send a rest in peace to her and then pray for her family. That's all. Yeah. Rest in peace. The word is really, like, messed up. I just want to, like, I don't ever want to put myself, like, you know how you put yourself in, like, the murder shoes or something like that? But, like, what would possess somebody to want to do that? Like, I don't understand, like, what people get off by doing stuff like that. Like, what? Did they find who did it? Yeah, they arrested the man and the woman who did it. It was a man and a woman? You said they found, like, pornography and stuff like that, but I was thinking that it was, like, something else, too. I mm-hmm. didn't know it was another woman. It was a woman involved. Yep. Is this... So this is when they snatched her up from a birthday party or something? Yeah. That is so sad. God. A lot of kids been dying lately that I've seen in the news because it was another yeah. girl... They found another girl that was missing and she's dead too somewhere in South Carolina, I think. That's sad. It's a little girl up here that's missing. I think she's been missing for about like a month because I pass the billboard every day. And I'm like, dang, they have not found this little girl yet. That's so sad. Yes, a rest in peace to a cupcake. She was a cutie. Mm Rest in peace and prayers to the family. I know it's got to be extremely difficult right now. So that's it for topics this week. So you know what we think about topics like Basketball Wives and Donald Trump, but you don't know what we're listening to. Every few weeks, Daya and I will be releasing the DNA playlist, a culmination of 10 songs that reflect our music tastes and act as an extension of our personalities. Coming out this week is Volume 4, with sounds from DJ Mustard, Justine Sky, and Isaiah Rashad. You can access the playlist on our Spotify page, in addition to previous volumes. Now, let's get back to the show. The next segment is just Welcome to Adulthood. Um, so I'm just going to say Welcome to Adulthood, where you have a corporate job, and, you know, you make enough money but not enough money to where you have to you can live by yourself comfortably so you have to like find a place that has roommates and you know you move out of your apartment with the most horrible roommate I think I've ever had in my life just to move upstairs in around 4 30 a.m you are awakened out of your slumber because your landlord is calling you now, me, I answered the phone because I thought that it was an emergency. I thought something was going on with the apartment. Now, my landlord calls me to tell me that my old roommate from downstairs has locked himself out of the apartment yet again. And is calling my landlord all the way from Queens to come all the way to New Jersey to open the door for him to let him in. I told my landlord, you know what? I don't, I don't care. I will go open the door for him. So I go outside. It is cold up here in Jersey and it was raining last night at 4 30 a.m 
So I walk outside. I'm looking for my roommate. I don't see him. I call his name. I get no response. So I go back in the house. I politely uh, get back in the bed and I get under the covers because I'm trying to go back to sleep. My landlord calls me again. He was like, hey, did you open the door for him? I was like, I cannot find him. And he was like, well, I answered the phone, so I don't know what to do. I was like, listen, I'll go try to look for him again, and then I'll let you know if he gets in. Bye-bye. So I text him. I text the roommate, and I said, hey, did you ever get back inside? He said, uh, no. I said, okay, I can bring you. I'm going to bring down the keys. And he said, so. Now. Trying to figure out why would he respond and say so to something like that. And then he responded and said, I'm just so upset. So I go back outside again. I go all the way downstairs in the rain and in the cold. And I see my old roommate just standing outside facing the door like he's possessed by something. And I was like, hey, what's up? I can just, you know, try to open the door. He was like, no, don't worry about it. I said, I came all the way down here out of my sleep to come open this door. Can you move so I can open the door? He said, no, I'm not moving. I'm just so upset. He proceeds to throw his hand in my face and shushed me off like I was some damn cat or dog or something. So, you know what? I left his ass downstairs in the cold and in the rain. And I politely got back in my bed and I went to sleep. My landlord called me again saying, can you please go open the door for him? I said, no, it's out of my hands right now. It's above me now. Sounds like you need to drive from Queens and come over here and open the door for him. Now, welcome to a dud hood. I was not able to go back to sleep. I've been up since 4 30 this morning and i have to go to work in the morning and i don't feel like dealing with any of my roommates right now and that's my story on welcome to adulthood i'm working on an article and i had a conversation with somebody about anyways it doesn't matter i'll talk about it later but it got me thinking like i really part of being an adult is really trying to figure out where you want to settle down in life mm-hmm. because i feel like the next place that i move Ideally, I want to stay there for a long time. I want it to be the place that I, if I want to have kids, that I raise my kids in. I don't want to have to move no fucking more because I've been moving a lot in the past six years from Mississippi to Atlanta and Atlanta to New York and moving all the way up to New York with no place to stay and no money was rough. And then trying to survive up there was rough when you're broke as fuck and you don't, you ain't making enough to pay rent and pay other bills and pay for transportation, and all the extra stuff that come with living up in fucking New York. So I just kind of feel like my welcome to adulthood is really contemplating, hmm, okay, bitch, where do you want to go career-wise? You know, wherever you move to next, you're trying to stay there for more than a year, ideally maybe five to ten years, because you're 25, you're five years from 30, you need to be contemplating if you really want kids or not, and whatever place you look at, they need to have a good education system. They need to have good infrastructure. They need to, and it has to be able to have me make a lot of money so I can take care of mouths to feed and pay my bills and pay off my student loans because, bitch, I'm going to be paying off student loans probably until I turn 80 at this point because interest is racking the fuck up and I'm already in the six figures. So on top of all the other shit I got to deal with, I also got to think about, damn, bitch, where are you going to live and raise your family? And I know it's not New York. It's damn sure not Mississippi. It definitely won't be California either. And I know it's not going to be Florida. So <laughs> so where are you going? I need to figure out if I'm going to stay in the South, if I'm going to the Midwest, even though I don't like snow and the cold that much, and maybe having polar vortexes up there. Am I going to like the Carolinas? Do I need to move to fucking Colorado where weed is legal? Like, these are just things to think about. When are you trying to move? Um, When this job ends at the end of the summer, I'm trying to have a job in my field, an actual job with benefits and salary pay. And ideally, I wouldn't mind moving back to Georgia. But like I said, I really have to think about, like, how is the education there if I want to have kids? And, you know, how much will I be making there compared to, like, another state as a journalist? And how is the infrastructure there? Stuff like that. So, your next move is about to be a permanent move? Nah, I don't want to say permanent. I just kind of feel like... you're talking about kids, the education Well, bitch, I'm almost 30. Like, I... No, you're not. Yes, the fuck I am. Yes, the fuck I am. I'm five years from 30. Bruh, you know how much time that is? I mean, the way these months and shit going by, it's 
fucking 2019 started yesterday and it's already about to be 2020. Time is going Ooh, by child. fast. I just turned 25. Next year, I'll be 26. So I just kind of feel like the next place I move, I'm trying to stay there for a long time because I'm tired of moving. It was rough moving to New York and even more rough moving back. I just got the last box that you sent me from fucking New York. So I'm officially moved back and it's October and I moved back home March in March. So my thing is the next place I move career wise, I'm trying to be settled there. I'm trying to be there for at least five to seven years because moving is not moving is not cheap. And I have a lot of shit that I got to pay off my car, my fucking phone. I have not started paying back loans yet. So ideally, the next place I'm staying or I'm moving to, I'm trying to be there for a while because because moving is hard and I'm not just trying to be, I ain't got the money to be going any and everywhere like this. So I just feel like the next place I look at to move, I need to be thinking about, okay, if I'm going to be there from 25 to 26 to 30, am I trying to raise a family there? Like, am I going to be my husband there, my boyfriend there, my life partner there? These are things I want to think about. Because wow. if I don't have to move again, then I won't. And I want to be able to make sure I'm still close enough to my family just in case anything happens. That type of shit. Wow, this is giving me anxiety because I don't so, think I think I haven't thought that far. This is my welcome to adulthood. Because that's part of being you want an adult. some real adulthood type stuff. <laughs> I'm talking about roommates. I'm talking about where you gonna raise your kids and if the education system's up the part. I ain't made it that far and yet. Part of moving is that I will probably officially have my own place for the first time ever. Like, I mean, in New York, I got a little taste of it because, I mean, I had roommates and technically I was paying, what I was paying in rent was a fucking mortgage. So really at that point, I might as well just buy a fucking house. But the next time I move, I'm going to be living by myself. That's what I want to do. If I, if I don't have to have a roommate, I don't want one. So that's another thing I have to wow, think about. so me and you would never be Okay, roommates. I didn't say that, but you don't look like you're leaving Jersey no time soon. And you said you want to move to California. And I'm not moving the fuck over there. Because I'm at that point, I might as well just take my ass back up to New York. Because the cost of living is super okay. high over there. And you're not going to get a lot for what you pay for. So I'm not, I'm not stressing myself out like that. I've been broke. And I don't want to be broke no more. I want to be able to live and enjoy myself. And I can't do that if I'm in places like California and fucking New York. Where you literally have to be making thrice your income just to really do shit. No, I'm not doing it no more. So that's my welcome to adulthood. All right. We'll be back after this quick break. Look, I know we eat a lot of weird shit in the South. Like some fried rattlesnake. I seen some shit like that. Fried alligator. All types of crazy shit. But by no means do we eat fucking fried kool-aid first of all how the fuck do you fry a liquid please explain that shit to me and second of all do you think we that uncouth down here that we that fat that we would fucking fry kool-aid no bitch we drank that shit so roxy from one six and park don't ever try that shit again i'm done <laughs> she said that shit a long time ago Yo, and i never got over this you shit. took that so way back Roxy, what year was it? Like I don't know, but Ayala Davis, Ayala Davis was on there because she had just finished filming The Help, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Yeah," she said something about Mississippi. She was like, "Like we drink moonshine down here," and she was like, "Yeah, they have fried Kool Aid." And I just remember Twitter was in an uproar. Like this was in high school, and they were like, "How the fuck yeah. do you fry Kool Aid?" But I always remember that, and I was just like, "Fuck this bitch," because it's already hard enough the misconceptions people have about the South and Mississippi in general. But then you want to add fried Kool-Aid? Like, how the fuck do you fry that shit? So I'm working on an article. Um, it's about this neighborhood in South Jackson called Alta Woods. It's, like, right on the cusp of Southwest Jackson. It's surrounded by a bunch mm-hmm. of interstates. And it's not that far. Literally, actually, New Hope, I mean, not New Hope, New Horizon. International Church is, like, right across the street from it. But basically, in doing this neighborhood talk, I discovered a lot of shit about South Jackson that I did not know. One, being that back in the day, it was predominantly white. Mm -hmm. And it was the place to be. Like, it was popping. But then, white flight happened. So when the whites moved out, 
and the blacks move in, South Jackson kind of went down. And not necessarily because black people were living there, but nowadays you got more renters than homeowners. And because renters don't have to pay taxes, that means there's less money going towards fixing the neighborhoods up. And the neighborhood that I'm working on, they have a lot of renters now compared to homeowners. So when the people that I am so surrounding my story on gave me a tour of the neighborhood, it was like for every nice-ass house, there was one that was vacant or it was dilapidated or it was so much overgrowth in trees, you couldn't even see it. And they were talking about how pretty and nice this neighborhood was because they moved in their neighborhood in 1996 and they were the first black family to move on their street. And when I interviewed them, I was like, was it intimidating at all? And they were like, no, like they were, the, all the white people were really nice to us. And, you know, they were very welcoming and like, we didn't have any, you know, racial issues whatsoever. A lot of affluent white people lived in this neighborhood. So like it was middle class, upper middle class people. But, and they've been living there for 20, over 20 years. So if you saw the neighborhood, it's really nice. Like, each house is built different. The architecture of it is nice. The home that they live in is nice as fuck. Like, they gave us a tour of it, and I'm like, this is a really nice house. It's big as fuck. But I just, it's just interesting to see how, or more so here, how South Jackson used to be back in the day. And then to look at it now, Metro Center Mall is closed. The streets are all tore the fuck up with potholes. There's not a lot of businesses. It's practically a food desert because the car up the street closed down. So the only real grocery store they have close by is the Food Depot. And I don't know if that has all of the produce and meat that they need. But it's just really sad to see South Jackson look the way it does. And it also gets a bad rep for a lot of crime and stuff. But I wish I could see some photos from back in the day of like how South Jackson used to look when a lot of white people stayed there. Because everybody left and now they in Pearl and Flowood and Rankin County and Clinton and Madison. And I also found out that Madison was owned by black people. Like Madison County, all that land and stuff once upon a was time. once upon a time owned by black people. Also County Line Road owned by black people. Really? But now it's all white. And most of the times when people do flee Jackson, they go to Madison. They go to Flowood. They go to Pearl. They go to Clinton. And I've said this a long time ago that, like, I feel like the life is being sucked out of Jackson because people are leaving. They're giving up on Jackson. It's just like, go to Madison. Go here. Go there. Because the education is better or the houses are, is better or the neighborhood is better. And the person I was talking to, she did her senior thesis on South Jackson, so she knew a lot about it, about how, like, when integration happened, a lot of people from, like, who lived in, like, the, the near high school area, they were getting, going to school and being shipped over there in South Jackson. So, you know, if you got to travel a long-ass distance to get to school, your parents going to probably try to move closer into the neighborhood. And if they were working in South Jackson, it's just easier for them all the way around. So now you got Black people coming in, White people getting scared and moving out. And another one of my sources told me flat out that his neighbor told him one time his son and his friends were playing basketball in the yard. And his neighbor was like, you know, I was watching them and nobody was fighting and nobody was cursing. They were just being kids. And it just reinforces exactly it reinforces that narrative that white people really do not see black boys, you know, especially as anything outside of savages. Like, we can never just be innocent. We can never just be human beings. Like, we have to be these uncouth thugs and savages to them. So when he said that, I was like, wow. Like, that that's, that man really told you to your face. Like, I had no idea that black boys could be innocent. They could be kids. And he was just like, a lot of people, a lot of white people left this neighborhood because they were scared of blacks. Like, they they were scared of us. But scared of what? They were they fed into the misconceptions and their own made up ideas of how black people act or how black people live, and that scared them. And then they also said that kind of like, you know, the real estate, the realtors there would like invoke a lot of fear, and like the white homeowners like, hey, if these black people move in, your property value is gonna go down, and this, this, and that, and a third is gonna happen. So people will leave. 
businesses live. So no businesses means no jobs and all the other resources leave. And like I said, if you don't have tax, if you don't have homeowners who pay taxes, then where are you really getting the money to help fix up your neighborhoods, fix up the roads, you know, make sure there ain't no overgrown trees or lawns in your neighborhood and stuff. Like, white flight is played a role in, like, the descent of South Jackson. And I know the source that I was talking to had mentioned gentrification. Like, she could see that happening next. When it comes to South Jackson, because she was like, if that wasn't the case, why would they be trying to fix up the interstate? And you do see businesses coming back into the neighborhood. So really, all it's going to take is the right, I don't know, advertising or like the right, it's, I don't know what it's going to take for white people to look at South Jackson and be like, I need to move there. But once it happens... So you want white people to move to South Jackson? Are you asking me? Or are you being rhetorical? No, I'm asking. You said, what is it going to take for the white people to want to move to South Jackson? No, I'm thinking about in terms of gentrification. Like, I don't know what's going to be that spark to make people say, hmm, I need to move to South Jackson. Because I have lived in the beginning stages of gentrification. The, The place I lived in in Brooklyn was undergoing the first trickle effects of it. And I guarantee in five mm-hmm. years that neighborhood is not gonna look like that. So to think that that's what that's what could happen in South Jackson, like it'd just be interesting to see the same, see how white people fled, but now they'll be coming back. And I just wonder what that spark is gonna be for white people to be like, I need to move over there. As soon as they figure out that South Jackson is the opportunity zone, they're going to start those private businesses. First, they're going to put their businesses there. They're not going to move in first. Yeah. They're going to put their businesses over there first, then make their money, and then move over And there. I mean, I asked Because that's exactly what's happening right now. Because when I first moved over here, there was nobody. I felt like, in a way, I was at home. Very cultured, you know, a lot of different people, yeah. Dominican, Black. I mean, yeah. and then it's like, now the property taxes have tripled. So it's gentrification and now it's displacement on top of that. And I mean, there are some black businesses in the neighborhood. There are some businesses that are staying and investing. Like she was telling me, mm-hmm. I already knew about one. It's a Caribbean restaurant, which is not, which is literally right down the street from Alta Woods. There's like a martial arts, like dojo, I guess there. There's like a gourmet popcorn shop. So there are businesses, especially black businesses that are there and thriving and they're investing in the community. But she was like, what it's going to take for South Jackson to come back up is if people, like, invest in home ownership and, like, really stay committed to staying in South Jackson and investing in it. And somebody else is telling me, like, I'm telling people now, like, buy property. Because he was like, here, you can buy property for cheap. Like, he mm-hmm. was like, there's no reason why we, we should have been able to buy the property we use for our church. And I don't know if you've ever seen New Horizon Baptist when you coming in from... Utica, like going towards my yeah, house. Yes, on the interstate. Yeah, it's on that, that big ass hill, and they own that entire building. And he said it's sitting on like twenty New Horizon. Yes, does. and he said you ain't never seen that big ass church. Like when you, I have, but do they own the land or they just own the I building? I want to say they own the property. He told me, like they own it, so they don't own the land. Isn't that the ain't it the same thing? Property is a building. Well, to me, I uh, there's to me, property is like a commercial property. That's a building. Well, actually, but I think land, they do own it because he said it's 22 acres. But he was like, okay. there was no reason land why. is totally different. Yeah, because he said they were like one of the first churches to move into South Jackson back in the day when they were still, I guess, on their original, uh, in an original church house. But I mm. mean, he was like, there was no reason why they should have been able to buy that land for how much they did. And he was like, he's telling people now to like buy property, buy low, and then you could just sell it higher, you know, later on down the line, like invest. Because when these white people get a hold to it and they start flipping it and jack up the, the value of it, a lot of y'all ain't going to be able to afford to live over here no more. Hmm. And they're going to buy y'all out, flip y'all properties, and do stuff for your property that they never would have done for y'all when y'all was originally living there. And then white people going to move back in and take over. And I mean... The couple that I interviewed that's been living in Alta Woods for, like, more than 20 years, they're not trying to move. They're not going to. They love where they stay. They've invested a lot in the house, so they're not going to give it up that easily. Um, and they just wanted to see their neighborhood thrive again because they knew 
what it looked like in the glory days when, you know, people own their homes and they took care of their properties. So mm. that's my homegrown. That South Jackson used to be the shit Pop-in. in the year. And now it's just going through a rough patch. It's going through a rough patch. And it's hard for me to imagine so many white people living in South Jackson because all I ever known it to be was black. So that's my homegrown. I didn't know if you had anything you wanted to add because you didn't have one. No. Okay. Um. So for our last segment, this is the one we don't have a name for, but it's basically just TV and music and and movie recap. And I'm gonna let you go first. You said you wanted to talk about Doja Cat. Okay. Did once upon a time me and you cancel Doja Cat? Or well, no? she a lot of people cancel her because she basically admitted to saying the f word. And like, okay. like she said in high school, I was trying school, to think, like she used to say it all the time, and people just canceled her after that. Because I was trying to think, I was like, at one point, I was like, yeah, move, I ain't in the mood, and then something happened, and then I just stopped listening to her. But I was trying to remember what the hell happened and why I stopped listening to her. But um, I like her new song, Rules. I think the video is fire. I think that. She sounds like an actual like rapper. Cause at first I just thought that she was just trolling all of us with some of her songs. But like she has nice flow. A lot of people say that she sounds like she has like a Kendrick Lamar flow. Um on like the second, I wanna say it was the second verse in that song. Where she has on like the red. No, hair, like I like remember what she had on. Uh, and I- not, I know what you're saying. I just don't know if I would compare. You don't see it? Her to Kendrick Lamar has. I don't know if I would compare the flow. First of all, it's been a minute since I heard Kendrick Lamar. Like, the nigga's MIA. Yeah. I know he just had a baby, so I think that's why he been kind of, like, quiet. And now mm-hmm. I miss him, because at first I was sick of him. Because oh. he was everywhere, and I was just like, I'm tired of Kendrick Lamar. But now I miss him, because he been quiet. But I just don't know if I would compare her flow to his. Like, I think her flow is unique in its own right. Like, mm-hmm. she never, I feel like every song, at least that I can remember that I've heard, the flows or like the cadence of her voice has been different in every song. That's what I said. Cause I was like, I don't think she sound like Kendra. I was like, she, it sounds like a different, you know, way of rapping every time I hear her. Rap. Yeah. Cause she, the first song I ever heard about her was no police. And when I heard her name, I thought she was Asian for some reason. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's tight. Like there's an Asian rapper, like, you know, mm-hmm. but when I finally saw her, after like maybe a year or two, I was like, okay, she's light skinned and I wasn't sure if she was, you know, biracial or what she was. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, okay, the I think it was the Moose song that caught my attention. But the first song I heard about her was No Police. And her flow on that is totally different. Like she just rapping regularly. Like even her tone of voice mm-hmm. is different. So I just think she got like these different personalities or these different she got a lot of shit in her bag that she can pull from. Yeah. And and even that song T and Tamara, that's a different flow. Like nothing with her. There's a song called Tia. And yeah, Tamara. I think it's about her titties, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. But she has it. It's with Rico Nasty, and she takes yeah, she takes that <laughs> scene from Tia and Tamara where they were on that game show, and mm-hmm. that's the video. Yeah, she trolling, but half of her stuff. See, I don't know if she trolling or she just be but like, I don't. What care, is she trolling? But like, because it's like okay, the whole mood song. You told me the story about that was her she actually was just trolling. Like, like she just that was trolling. that's what she said. But that it actually hopped, it jumped off. But I don't think she did that with the intention of like she literally said I was just bullshit. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was like I don't think she trolling. I literally think that she just don't care and she just want to make the music that she want to make. Either you like it or you don't. But you said you didn't don't. know she was trolling, so you was trying to figure out. If that's she what would. I said. I didn't. I didn't no, know. I'm saying with her other but song, then, what makes you think? Like what about the other stuff makes you think that she would be trolling? I mean, I can't. I can't say that because the only song that I heard was the Moo song, Juicy, and then this. Um, like she, has, she has a song called Go to Town where she talks about eating cat or like getting her cat ate. See, I need to listen to it, but I was just, I just thought that the rules song was just so good. I like how the guitar sound. I like how all the bass sound. It just sound like a, 
to me, it just gives me like southern vibes. Yeah, it sounds like some. It sounds like some stuff yeah. I can ride through in the Cadillac on some twenty. I just feel like she's to. no different than Tyler, because I don't know if you've seen a lot of Tyler visuals for this album, but he mm-hmm. has this blonde wig on and he's really nice suit. Uh, you laughing, but like, like if you he has a, a video for a boy is a gun, and it's a really nice video. Somebody said it looks like a Gucci commercial, like the way it's filmed and like the aesthetic, but. He has a blonde wig on in that video, a blonde wig on in the earthquake video, and in that video, he's performing on some show, and Tracy Ellis Ross is in the video, and somehow the set gets caught on fire, and, like, he ends up burning up. Like, Tyler be doing a lot of weird shit in his videos. I really didn't Mm -hmm. understand it. But then he put out a video for I Think, and in that one, like, he's trying to find... (laughs) Just thought about it. And that way he's trying to find some dude, some white dude at this party that I guess he liked, and like he's aggressively like pushing people out of the way, trying to get to this dude, and then at the end, the dude ends up finding him, and it's like a mini video, like it doesn't go over the whole song, but like, he be doing weird shit in his videos, and I'm just like you're a weird individual, but I really like these visuals because it's not like your peers are doing anything this fucking creative with the exception of a few niggas. But that's how I kind of feel about Doja Cat. Like, she's just weird and she just uses her, uses her imagination. These motherfuckers are seeing what Busta and Missy did and they're applying it. So you want to talk about This Is Us? Yeah, we can talk about it real quick. You so, go first. I don't know why you don't cry on every episode of This Is Us, but I cry. <laughs> Oh, every episode. It's like I can't even get 10 minutes into the show before I start crying. And it could be the most simplest shit. It could be something that Randall said or that some somebody did. And if they ever, that little baby Jack, if Jack ever gets on the screen, I'm gonna cry. I don't know why. And I think it's so sad that he cannot, like, hear. But I know that in the end, he's gonna be like this whole superstar. But it still makes me sad. I hate to see, like, little kids suffer. No, he, he doesn't. can't see. I thought he couldn't hear. No, he's blind. Oh, my bad. Still, I hate to see kids suffer. Damn, I don't know why I thought he was deaf. Maybe I thought he was deaf because of the whole music thing. (laughs) Why would they take him to a music thing if he was deaf? I don't know. Beethoven was a great composer and he was deaf. I'm tripping. But yeah, he's totally blind. But, like, I just cry all the time. This show is just so sentimental. It makes no sense. But I think the reason that I, like, was emotional with this past episode because I think that it hit close to home with the whole anxiety thing and, like, mental illness and, like, you know, how you feel, how people can feel about themselves because they have a mental illness. Like, how William thought that, like, you know, this is something evil or something bad that I passed down. And then Randall felt the exact same way about saying that, like, this is the first time that I can see like exactly what I can share with somebody that has the same genetics as I do and this is the one thing that I passed to her like anxiety and stuff and he was like I hate that and then the fact that she turned around and tell him that she don't want to be like Randall I guess because he like does have anxiety so maybe that's why I was like so touching it's just Jack for me Jack makes you cry yes because he was a really Jack the dad or the baby the dad because Jack is a really like I don't understand like Jack is a good ass guy like he was a great father he was a great brother he was a great husband I'm just like why did y'all have to kill him I mean Jack had his issues too I didn't say he was perfect not saying that he deserved to die but like I didn't say he was perfect I just said he was a good man like the lengths he went to for his family yeah. I just, I mean, it's just, it's good to watch. And him and Did Rebecca Love Story is good to watch. So it just makes yeah. me sad every time, especially now that we didn't got to the point where we passed him dying and we know why or how he died. When you see Rebecca struggling, like struggling to get past like his death, especially because it's still fresh for them. I think it's only been like a year or a couple of months. And like, yeah. The dinner that she made and how fucked up it was for when they moved into the new house versus like when she was pregnant with the twi- the triplets and how everything was going to shit when they first moved in. It's just like Jack just 
he's a good ass guy. And it's really sad yeah. that he's dead because I don't think he would be he would be dead if he hadn't went back in the fucking house and got the dog and then went downstairs to get the wedding photos and came out through the front door. Like it's like fuck Jack, like I appreciate what you did for your daughter and your wife, but like I'm I'm positive they would rather have you here. Like yeah. it was not necessary. Cause when he walked out the house, he scared the shit out of me because he had all that black smoke around his mouth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? And so then when he just when she walked out just to get a candy bar and he died. Yeah. And she come back in and he just laying there and they don't even show you his face. They just show you his reflection through like the window. It's just like, wow. Like yeah, that it was sad. shit was all good a minute ago and she just stepped out to call the kids and get a candy bar and he was dead and it's just like what the fuck? Like Kate like that was her like his relationship with Kate it just warms my heart. Yeah. Like I just Jack, he always gets me. So when she said at the table, you know, like, we can't always think about him and be sad. We have to be able to talk about him and be happy. And I'm just like, that shit just did something to me. Because <laughs> death is real. It is. You're laughing, but I'm so serious. Death is really real. And for some reason, it just made me think about Lauren London and Nipsey Hussle. And I'm just like, <sighs> this is so sad, but it's so good. Yeah, this is us be doing, yeah. The they theme. bring like the most like how you said like death death is nothing to play with it's real they take like those concepts like things that like we know that they, they can happen to us but they may not be happening to us right now but to like sit on this show in a way that display it it always feels like it always feels like it hits close to home in some type of way shape or form like yeah. I can never keep myself together when I watch this show this is the first time I cried this season so the dam wow. has the dam has been broken so they really gonna make you cry on the next episode I don't even know what the next episode is about I don't even remember but I was wrong in my theory about um Kevin's Who? baby mama slash wife because him and that he's trying to get that girl back together with her husband and now we know that the husband isn't over her so but I feel like you still never know. We gotta, we gotta see on that point. That's true. I mean, sometimes she be looking at Kevin like, mm-hmm. like she ready to risk it all. Well, I don't want to say risk it all, but I think his like he's extremely charming. No, he nice. is, and he's funny. And I think that at first, because she's so cynical, it's just like, who is this nigga? Like, like when she found out that the that her son was friends with him, it's kind of like, what the fuck? Like, what is a grown ass man doing talking to like a little? seven eight year old boy but when you really right. get to know him and see how caring he is and the lengths he will go to for people he loves it's just kind of like it can really win you over and he's nice to look at so it's just like I can kind of see the beginnings of something more but I don't I mean I think there's something there but I don't think they both are going to acknowledge it until it's too late because he's going to help her get back with her husband and the husband is low-key jealous. And I kind of felt like he was jealous when he saw Kevin. Mm. Because look at Kevin. Like, Kevin is a fucking movie star. And he's nice to look at. And he just, he nice. He get along with people. He is charming. So, remember when Deja had a crush on him? Oh, yeah. So, it's just like, he just, he easy to get along with. And he's nice and sweet. So, I'm just like. He's not hard to look at. Yeah, he's not. He's a nice looking man. So, it's just like. I would kind of be like, bitch, what the fuck is this? Like, this who you friends with? Mm-hmm. This who I got to compete with? I would have been like, yep, get it together. He was like, stay away from my wife. And then Kevin was like, okay, so you do still care. Okay, but you, you ain't acting, start like, acting it. like you. Exactly. Because I'm like, you definitely don't act like it. And at that point, I'd be like, well, shit, if you don't care no more, let's just get a divorce and I can move on with my life. And I just don't like the callousness I don't want to say it's callous because I don't know what it's like to be with somebody who went to the war and like mm-hmm. but he's been like, like extremely cold like yes. towards her yes it's like he's mad uh, about he's a mad at the effect that it's having on her but he's taking it out on her it's like he's not really being understanding of her situation and what she's going through like when he got on her about like finding a job and the bills and stuff I'm just like well as much as vets do for this country, they don't get a lot back in return for like the mental and psychological and sometimes physical toll that war can have on them. 
Yeah. A lot of them come back and they unemployed and they be homeless and they suffering up. from yeah, a lot of yeah. mental stuff. You know, they like, seen a lot. Yeah. So it's just like in the way in which he was handling her, or I guess like the way in which he was acting towards her, it was very like, bro, like your girl just came back from the war where a lot of people died and they gave these people twelve hundred dollars for each person that died. Like, that's how much their life was worth. And you telling her that it's going to take $1,200 to fix a fucking air conditioner. Like, that's how much those people's lives are worth over there. And that shit really got to her. Because really what they need is, like, water and, like, protection and, like, basic-ass necessities. Not no fucking... And I'm sure that ain't a lot for them. Like, for their currency. And $1,200 American dollars is not a lot. Especially if they have to convert that into, like, whatever currency they use. They probably don't get a lot back for this. So I'm just like... He just seemed like an asshole to me. And I'm like, at this point, I'd rather her be with Kevin, but I want it to happen naturally. But I'm also tired of Kevin getting the short end of the stick when it comes to relationships. Yeah. Because the nurse lady didn't work out. Um, that was Sophie, wasn't it? Yeah. But it never, sh- like, they never should have got back together in the first place. Like, he went from being like, I don't think I can give you what you need as far as a family to. And I feel like that was also because at the time he wasn't in the right place. Career-wise, he wasn't in the right place. Emotionally, he wasn't in the right place. Physically, because he was still drinking. It's like, when he got with the black lady, he was in a good spot, but then the shit with the uncle just really kind of made him relapse. And so it kind of showed that, like, you're there, but you're not there yet. Like, the fact that he missed Kate's... Didn't he miss, like, her wedding? He missed something for her because he was drinking. Yes, like, he was drinking. Like, he said, I'm going to go, and I'm going to come right back, and he never came back. And then when he was at the hospital with her, when she was having Jack, he was drinking. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, and, and then it didn't help that, you know, him and her girl finally moving together, and she's like, look, I'm adamant about the fact that I don't want kids, and I feel like before we take this next step, you need to be aware that if you're going to be with me, you're going to have to sacrifice wanting kids. Maybe and he just... He couldn't do it, you know? And I, I applaud her for being like, as much as I love you, like, I don't want you to resent me or be unhappy because you want one thing and I don't want it. And it's just like, I wish it would have worked out because I really liked her, but yeah, I just want Kevin to find him a really good woman, somebody he can have everything he want with. I want him to be healthy and happy. And if it's his lady, because we already know he got a son in the future, then, hey, it's his lady. They have a lot in common anyway, so it could work. It's such a good show, though. It really is. Between Randall and Biff. And I've been looking at Asante Black's um, Instagram stories, and somebody asked him what his favorite episode is this Friday season, and he said episode seven. Dang, we... Oh, wait. Have we got the episode No. Seven? next This week we is episode six. But he said episode seven is his favorite. So I don't know if that's because he's in it and something crazy going to happen. Because, I mean... Mm. We haven't seen him since the last episode where Randall and Beth was like, fucking no, you're not dating my daughter. After they found out he had a daughter. Yeah. So I just wonder if something happens in that episode, like with him that he likes, or if it's just the episode in general that's his favorite. I don't know. I just think he's so cute, and I just want to pinch his little cheeks. He's just so cute. His birthday was the other day. And I'm like, you turned 18, but you look 12, and I just want to pinch your little cheeks. He's he just looks so, cute. so young. Yes, he looks like a baby, but he's 18. That's wild. Yeah. Um, black is a totally different. When it comes to I Asian. mean, scientifically, we age 10 years behind everybody else. Yeah. Because, I mean. So we automatically got 10 years. Lucky Day is 33, but he looks 25. He does not look 33. He God. don't. He doesn't. And I'm just like, wow, like. I never would have guessed, Lucky Day, but you look good. You look blessed. <laughs> you look really blessed. And he actually is because his tour is doing really well. He's selling out everywhere. I hate that you didn't get to see him. Yeah. Because he came to New York like last week. Hmm. I, I just don't know. Well, you know what? You went You went to the Barclay Center, so you probably would have came to New York to see him. Yeah. Because you come all the way to Brooklyn. Oof. Child. Girl. Child. That's a Man. hike. Honestly. Bitch, imagine what it's like, like on the train. I know. I know. Honestly, I just feel like anything that I have to go to the city for is a hike. But at least you have a car. Imagine 
sitting on the train, like me. Like I had Shit, to take sometimes the car not worth it. To sometimes like the car not worth it because you got to pay like, fifteen dollars to get into the city. And then let's just say if you need somewhere to park and you need to put in a parking garage because ain't no parking on the street and a parking garage could charge you thirty dollars. By then, that's forty five dollars just to get in the damn city. But you know what? I would take a car over get on them musty ass trains with them weirdos and them hoes be delayed. Like it just be some crazy shit happening on the train sometimes. Yeah. And the convenience of being in your car where it's clean and it's air conditioned and you can play your music out loud. You ain't got to worry about standing up if it's too many motherfuckers in one car. Like it just I done seen some crazy shit on the train. I gotta go to the city in the morning. I'm not looking forward to it. Well, that's the end of our show. I don't know how we got sidetracked like that. Yeah. That's the end of this episode of the Fish and Grits podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at fish underscore underscore grits. Like I said, website coming soon, Instagram page coming soon. And we'll see y'all later. Yeah. Bye. Peace.